appreciate you being here. As you wish. You know, two things I want you to remember. C-I-H-U. Can I help you? Okay? Put it on a piece of paper. Put it on your mirror where you brush your teeth when you see it. It makes a difference. It's made a difference to me. I think it'll make a difference to you. Second is as you wish. As you wish. Continuing to tell God, I'm here. I'm ready. Tell me what it is you want me to do. One of the things we talk about in our elders meetings is, and it's uh, primarily driven by, by Derek Smith, walk the walk, talk the talk. You all have heard that um, in, in many applications. Uh, very simply put, it is what we preach here on Sunday, what we teach here on Sunday in the classes, we want to see it applied, but we want to make sure we ourselves are applying it and not just talking it, but walking it as well. If we say we believe that uh, we're servants, then we need to serve. We need act. As, or as you wish. Okay, so that's one of the things that we try to be consistent with our teaching. So four short scriptures regarding as you wish. Eric read the first one for us. And it's not a very complicated story. It starts before he began reading for us. Back up in 23, when Jesus was challenged by the Jews to tell them who his authority to do these things, whose authority he was being given to say the things that he could say. By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said, I will answer you, or I will ask you one question, if you will tell me the answer. Then I will also tell you about what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where did it come from? And by what authority? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why didn't you believe it? Why didn't you believe him, John? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold John to be a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And then he goes into this parable of the two sons. Now, I don't know, those of you who have had children, more than one, I think you can understand and, and relate to this parable. The man tells the one son, go and work in my vineyard. And the son says, I won't. But then what happens? He changes his mind and he goes and does what the father had asked him to do, work in the vineyard. The second one says, okay, I'll go, I'll go work. But he what, what will he? he? He didn't go, he didn't show up. He didn't grace the, the field at all. He didn't go to the vineyard. 
And Jesus asked a very simple question. Which one of these did the will of the Father? The one that said, no, I won't, but did, and or the one that said, I will, but didn't. And obviously, the answer is pretty foregone. The, the one that went to the vineyard did the will of the Father, okay? So when we say, as you wish to the Father, who's doing the will of the Father? The one that says, I won't, but then does it, or the one that says, I will and not does it, and, and not do it, okay? Pretty basic, pretty simple. As you wish is the one that does the will of the Father. Romans 12, verse 2, second, chapter, second uh, scripture. Here Paul writes that we should discern the will. He says, I appeal to you. I'm backing up to verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This idea of discernment, knowing exactly what it is that is the will of God, Lots of times we look at the Word of God and we look for loopholes. We look for opportunities for not having to do something. We understand what the Word says, but we're, we're trying to, to get it to, to read the way we want it to read. We call that interpretation. Well, that's, the, that's your interpretation or that's my interpretation. When usually the word of God is pretty plain and to the point. It should be like Samuel in First Samuel 3 verse 9. Samuel said, speak, Lord, thy servant hears. Third scripture, John chapter 14, verse 15. Here Jesus is again quoted, if... No longer, I think I got no, 14 verse 15. Here we go. If, if you love me, what? You will keep my commandments. Is that very difficult to understand? Is that open to interpretation? Is there any loophole in there? Love of God is equal to what? Obedience. Doing the will of God. It's not difficult to comprehend. As you wish. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Fourth and last. 1 John chapter 5. One through five. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. 
By this we know that we are that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not What's it say there, folks? What's it say? Burdensome. For his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. C-I-H-U, can I help you? As you wish, God. Do the will of God. You want to feel the presence of God? You want to get into a right relationship with God? Align your will with Jesus' will. Obey and keep his commandments. Anyone has a need or a desire this afternoon to put on their Lord or to... Repent and, and uh, be restored. The time and the opportunity is available for you right now while we stand and sing this song.